Welcome into Burgundy Blogcast. As always, I am Hayes with Sports Channel 8, and the man behind Burgundy Blog is Brent. How you doing, Brent? I am doing pretty well. All right, well, that sounds good. Your your energy level is usually subdued, so that actually, I, I've got to translate <laughs> and, and realize that is more hype than it sounds. So, playoff-bound team, do you feel, like, as excited as you would in a normal playoff year? And I don't even know what a normal playoff year means. Yeah, I don't I even know, know how to interpret there. that. I don't yeah. know what you mean. What are you talking about? Oh, come about? on. Like, are you excited as if... If they had been four and two, and then five and three, and then seven and four, and then gotten in at like eleven and five, but they felt like a winning team the whole time, how does this team feel compared when like you you don't have that much faith in them all year? They make a late surge, happen to have a crappy division, and they're in the playoffs. Is it as exciting to be in the playoffs as uh, well as even two two thousand twelve? Is it is it as exciting as then? Do not let my mild mannered demeanor fool you this is extremely exciting are you kidding me Hayes this season it's it's yeah so so since since we last spoke because you know Hancho sat in for you last week absolutely this whole thing has exploded it is awesome this is awesome this is peak Redskins for the modern fan absolutely I'm being completely serious this is every bit as exciting as 2012 um this is what what they've got now is is they're they're scorching hot. They're absolutely peaking at the right time. I'm not trying to overestimate their their deep playoff viability, but right. but they, they are so hot. And here's the thing, you know, everybody our expectations and wildest dreams kind of got out of hand during during RG3 Mania when the nectar was so sweet. Sure. But what's happening now is dare I say potentially sustainable? That's the beauty of this. Is that is that they're they're winning on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins, who's a revelation, and he's doing it in a fairly conventional way, and and they are doing this in the first year of this new new GM's regime, and this could be the start of something very special. It's incredibly exciting. So it's almost like let me see if I'm summing this up right. You, you're not. Um... You're not taking this team for any more than the 500 team that it is, but when you add the fact that 500 this year does mean a playoff bid and it means it needed a sweet end to the season, it feels like the step and the progression that you needed to be where there's every reason to have good to, you know, I wouldn't say high, you know, if I classify high as Super Bowl expectations, but good, reasonable expectations for the future of, of, the, of the team. Absolutely. And, you know, look around. You've got, you know, Chip Kelly just got fired. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Eagles, the Eagles are in, do with that. the Eagles are in disarray. Uh, the, the, you know, Coughlin might be very well on his way out. Yeah, the Giants are in rough shape. The Cowboys, you know, are, were a disaster this year, and I guess they'll get Romo back. Who knows? They they could be. Who knows what they'll be like next year? But you know, Romo's Romo's time is is nearing its end. As long as Romo's playing, you you know that they're like uh, a hit away from being uh, a terrible team, and you <laughs> exactly. know that that hit is like f- better than fifty fifty odds of happening at any game. You exactly. Know? And, you know, it's so so you're like the the timing just couldn't be better for this season, for the next few seasons. Um, so, yeah, man, the the short and best answer to your question is this This is very, very exciting. It's a great time. Um, <clears throat> I'm f- delighted to say that I drastically underestimated 
the team, the coach, the quarterback. Uh, you know, granted, okay, giant asterisk caveat whatever they 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 haven't beaten a team whose record is over 500 i get yeah. it as but, a panthers fan i can tell you that's overrated people have been well, holding yeah. that over people's heads yeah well like said. I mean, there's NFL so much teams. parody any every team every team is you know legit on some level they're playing um, nfl teams yes exactly absolutely. and and Wins they're count. and they're winning they're winning a lot of these games pretty decisively yeah um and 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 they've now you know in in three straight weeks they well well they won three straight games which is which is amazing they they've won two two road games now including a division most recently a division game in prime time which we've talked about ad, ad nauseum I mean How they're about just your prime time they are they're shaking off these scales of you know recent uh, futility and it's it's very cool all right I know a lot of these things are are linked to each other, so I'm not sure exactly how you separated, but I'm going to throw them to you anyway. Who do you give the most credit to? And I realize that this this is unfair because it overlooks players who deserve credit and it even mm-hmm. overlooks position groups because this is just typically how we evaluate teams in, in the modern era and in the NFL. But mm-hmm. if I'm looking at three specific people, who mm-hmm. do you give more credit to, the GM, uh, the coach, or the quarterback? It's a great question. It's 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 more. I mean, it's it's a better talking point than 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 it's like something some that sort has of, a definitive answer. It's real, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I, I hate to hedge. It's uh, a great conversation starter. But yeah, no, 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 I get you. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's so, it really is basically impossible to. I mean, there, there's no question that none of this could have happened if Cousins hadn't been playing lights out for the for the whole second half of the season. Right. However, it's extremely unlikely that Cousins would have ever had that opportunity. If it weren't for the other two guys, and and I really do think both, because it you know it's, it's narrative suggests, and it seems like it's probably accurate that Gruden really has probably known from very on in his tenure, in other words, basically two seasons ago, that Cousins gave him the best chance to win. But I'm not sure he had the the the, the pull or the sway or the credibility even within the organization and with the owner to make this current Kirk Cousins seasons hap- happen without you know, Scott McLuhan's support. And um, so it's it's like, it's just been this awesome, perfect storm. Uh, I mean, think about it, Hayes. Like, we started the season talking about how sure we were that Cousins was, you know, kind of useless. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then it got to be like the midpoint, and we're like almost sheepishly saying, well, okay, okay. in the NFL. Exactly. Yeah, I remember like, maybe we were a little premature. I guess the jury's not out. And now I'm sitting here saying, like he's shown me everything I wanted to see. I, I mean, he's I'm all in. He's just, it's it's a no brainer that he's back next year. And I mean, I think I think it's exciting to think about what he could do for the next few years. Uh, I well to that end specifically, what do you do with him? Does he have a contract up this year? He's up. He's in he's in an unbelievable position. He's an incredibly enviable position. Of I mean, he's going to be the hottest stuff on the market. Um, he he has he he has had. Somebody I saw on Twitter said, and I think this is accurate, the most fortuitously timed hot stretch for a quarterback since Flacco won the Super Bowl. I was just about to say, don't put it past Flacco because yeah. there's nothing better than the dude betting on himself and then winning the it's Super exa- Bowl. Yeah, and I mean, and this this didn't really come down to Cousins so much betting on himself, but like he's just, I mean, he's going to be such a commodity. There's no way the Redskins would let him go, so they'll pay a king's ransom if they have to franchise him. They definitely will, which would be what 19, 20 million or something. 
Yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's going to cost you 20 mil. That's yeah, crazy. I, it's crazy to it's, think it's about insane. the franchise it's again. It's insane. But, but, it's, but you know, you, you'll do it. And I think at this point, the fans will be happy for, for them to do it because it's like we came out of that draft, that 2012 draft, which initially looked like such a coup and then so quickly looked like such a debacle. Right. And they actually got the guy. I mean, I, again, I'm trying not to put the cart before the horse, but if he pans out, in spite of all this, all that trade, maybe it was on the wrong guy, but they got him. They got him right there. Here we are in 2015, almost 2016, and maybe we have that franchise quarterback so we didn't lose all that time that we thought we lost. I mean, it's I, it's unbelievable. I love the logic you're using there, that you're actually justifying the draft picks <laughs> spent on RG3 because hey, it was the same draft that we got somebody else in the third round it, that we might not have taken if we had wasted on these other draft picks. You know, obviously, they're they're independent of one another, but it, <laughs> you know, it, it's so much easier to rationalize. I mean, it just it, it softens the pain so much that I just want to embrace that idea. All right, now is there any chance that that, that, that Kirk Cousins just is on a uh, you know two month hot streak and that he's really still uh, another Matt Castle of the world? Absolutely, absolutely. I would, yeah, it, w- it would be insane for me to say like no, no way. He's shown everything. You know, it's 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 a guarantee. I mean, yeah, you, you, Matt Castle is a good example. I mean, you know, guys guys get hot for a year. Um, and I, I, but but he has shown it's not just that he's winning, you know, and and it's it's like the things he's done. He's he's cut so far back on the turnovers. I mean, he's something like he's had like the third or fourth fewest interceptions over the past two months of any starting quarterback. So he no, went that's from, big. That's big. Yeah, that does yeah. show growth. That that shows like I've had the talent all along. I needed you know thirty games to get under my belt to start to really get a feel for this. Exactly. Thing. You're right. And then on top of that, you know, one thing, you know, everyone really needed to see him shake the turnovers, which he seems to have done. But um, I was kind of, you know, definitely not convinced going into this year that he had shown really what, you know, everything you want to see in terms of what I would call arm talent, just meaning like, does he have, is his arm strong enough? Is he accurate enough? Does he have, you know, what you need to be a long-term viable starter? And I think, I think he's just made not only clutch throws, but really nice throws. Like week after week, he's throwing some lasers. You know, he's, he's not perfect. Um, he can get a little bit scattershot for a quarter at a time or something. But, um, you know, for example, we'll talk a little bit, I hope, about that ridiculous, you know, that, that kneel down he had at the end of the first half against right, Philly. Right. And you texted me about that. I think it just said, bruh. <laughs> Wasn't that right then? Yeah, I, I think perfect. it just hit you with the, like, absolutely yeah. uh, nonsensical uh, play. Yeah. But but that so that drive like it was a real shame that that drive ended that way because that little forty second drive I think it was only three three plays before that was amazing I mean he threw two sideline bullets to to Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon just gorgeous throws to get them whatever it was sixty yards in you know half a minute and like if they had even kicked a field goal or certainly if they had scored a touchdown there we'd have been talking about that possession as kind of like this perfect example of how far he's come and and how high his ceiling is you know um so I, I love i love that he's cut down on the interceptions uh i love that that he's he's making big boy throws and it's just yes could he be a flash in the pan uh he, he totally could kaepernick did it castle did it you know there's a long list of guys that you can say have been good for a short time but yep. uh, you know you have to lock you have to you have to lock onto him for long enough to you know he 
he's he's absolutely earned the benefit of the doubt with what he's accomplished this year. It's crazy, but you do have to, especially with quarterbacks. And you remember, uh, and and I wouldn't even put this guy in the in the. Um, and the Matt Castle, Colin, and certainly not the Colin Kaepernick reads. Remember Matt Flynn? That yeah. like by, by yeah, having perfect. like one good game at the end of like the season right. was getting big time deals for teams that did, that didn't have sure starters. And it and, just says yeah. what we already know, which is that quarterbacks are are such you know such a scarce and incredibly needed commodity. Uh, no, but you, you're you're crazy, right? That they they can't let him walk away because of how he's performed. Well, now it, let me ask mm-hmm. you this, and not that it really matters, or not that that owners have ever showed that they care what doing what's you know fair or, or justifiable. But is, is it fair to uh, to um, cousins to franchise him, or should they legitimately sign him up for like a five year deal? Um, is it fair? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I it it's a very unique it's situation. Pay him Twenty million dollars, but like. Ultimately, yeah, he think, probably would like a little bit of long term, right? I, yeah, I mean, I, I nobody, I don't think any fan would. Maybe a few, because there's still these, there's there's this pocket of staunch Kirk haters that that are just you know refuse to you know take you know have any joy in in what he's what he's done. Um, but so, <laughs> I love fans like that. They just I dig mean, in and like want want to continue all to show over. you some stat about his you know. Third third quarter completion percentage, right. how it rates with the rest of the league. Yeah, yeah there, there, there's just still a lot of them on Twitter. But I mean, yeah, I'd like I'd like a little bit longer term security. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you might know. I, I don't think a quarter a starting quarterback has ever actually played a year under the franchise tag. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I, w- I certainly wouldn't know well enough to correct you, but yeah. I'm just saying if from on the if I'm the Redskins, that's absolutely the move I make. We're like, right. hey, yeah, like great job, um, you know, Kirk. We we're, we're proud of it, and now we're we liked it so much that we're willing to name you the starter next year. Undeniable, we, we no drama, none of that stuff. You're the man, and we're going to build around you. But uh, but we'd still like to see 16 more games, and love to see you go, you know, nine and seven or better in those right. 16. So yeah, I, I don't I don't, I don't think it would be like a disrespectful, you know, to use it because this is a very unusual circumstance. I can't think of a similar, you know, scenario. Yep. You know, for this guy to have been drafted and and to have be, you know, hopefully evolved into your franchise guy, your your face of the franchise dude, and and yet you weren't even the first quarterback taken in your own draft. I mean, that's obviously never happened. So yeah, uh, <laughs> by, by your team, not yeah. not not in your own draft. Yeah, in your right. own draft by one right. team. <laughs> yeah. uh, that'd be interesting. So to, I mean, to, I, I think it's on the table. I I, I kind of I doubt that it's going to come to that. I mean, I he, I think he sort of seems to know that hey, like this this is I've blossomed here. I'm flourishing here with another year or two in, in this system, which seems, you know, I, I can't imagine why it would change now. They're going to keep Gruden. They're going to keep Sean McVay as offensive coordinator. I think he knows his best shot is, is here. Um, and so I think that he's going to allow them to come to some terms on a, you know, maybe not a six year deal, but I, I'd be surprised if it comes to the franchise tag, but he seems excited enough to be back. And, and I think fans should feel lucky about that. All right, question. I saw in the in the post game, sort of like congratulations speech, whatever you want to call it. Jay Gruden was talking to his boys. Did you see this talk by any chance? Yeah, Jay well, like Gruden his in the locker room post game speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you notice when he said you guys have come uh, overcome a lot of adversity? Bad coaching. And he mentioned injuries and then bad coaching. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you make of that? Uh, I think that's uh, that. That didn't really surprise me much. I mean, he's he's got like this sort of self-deprecating streak, and I think that has endeared him to the, the players. I, I I think he's, you know, been vulnerable to to the extent of 
um, you know, admitting times when when he or his other members of the staff have screwed up, and he's been so so much better this year, speaking publicly, and not casting direct blame, you know, not singling individual players out, and and also sort of um, just acknowledging much more responsibility on the part of the coaching staff. Um, and so they, you know, I think he was just throwing him a bone there, saying basically like the Redskins definitely have overcome a lot of key injuries. Um, but he was, I think, trying to emphasize that, 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 you know, that this, this success and achievement has come down to their, their production. So no, I, I, it was funny, I, uh, but yeah, I think that's in character for him. I kind of respected it. Um, one thing that I've said about Rivera, I've never heard Rivera say something as, as big as, you know, overcome bad coaching, but just in general, and, and sorry to, I always make this about Panthers, but it's, uh, it's the, no, fo- it's relevant the focus as a guy who is debuting as a head, head coach. You know, he had been around the league, much like Gruden. I, I often, for, for people who criticized him, my response was often like, man, do we expect every coach to be perfect when we right. hire them? Or right. do we want, like, overall good things and, and we want to live with a couple hard knocks? So I don't even really mind a guy who says, like, man, I, I handled that terrible. Yeah, or yeah, I, I agree. this or that up. I, agree. I, I don't like when people throw just a blanket, like, we lost to a rival, and I don't feel like answering specific questions about we got this or that being bad. So yeah. saying, yeah, like the, the coaching was bad. That starts with me. It was the coaching. We had our coach. I I, I, I did feel, again, I'm much more of, of an outside opinion than you who, who follows more press conferences than I would. But I, I didn't mind it at all, although I could certainly right. see where people would say, like, hey, man, how are you going to throw bad coaching into your own uh, <laughs> It was funny, but I, I think, you know, as 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 um, as cold on him as I was, and I've, I've warmed quite a bit because he's just I mean how could you not he's earned it um he's he's never he's never had an issue with ego I mean Gruden is kind of like this everyman coach and it seems I'm not sure that works on every team but it really seems to have resonated with the current team and so credit to Scott McLuhan for you know assembling this collection of players that have really responded to that sort of approach all right well and I'm not disagreeing with you but was it not sort of an ego play went to to the the cousins move did yeah, that well did that, I mean, that yeah. sort of felt like I know football better than you move um that's oh. a good point I mean that's a good point he definitely kind of I mean he he was bold there he kind of struck out on his own but at some point you know I, I almost respect that I don't I don't think of that one so much as arrogance or ego as as much as it was like I think he had to kind of draw a line in the sand and say I'm I'm gonna I'm going, you know, it, it looks, you know, he, at the time it, it looked like he was ultimately going down the ship was going down and he just, he decided who, who he was going to sink with. I mean, right. he, he had to, and, uh, you know, more power to him. And he was right. He's been completely vindicated on that call. So I don't now know you're right. And, 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 and I see what you're saying too. At that point, it was like, you're going to, you're definitely going to fail playing the, we'll see who's better game week to week. You, right. you might as well make a call, and yeah. uh, you know, even if, or, or or even you know, you're not whether you, whether or not you were right about uh, Cousins at the time. You probably had a, he probably had a good idea of what he thought the season looked like with RG three and didn't mm-hmm. like that, so he went with the yeah. slightly more unknown that yep. he thought he could coach up. Yeah, yeah, credit Definitely. to him there. Looking specifically at the the Eagles game uh, and and how it might re- reflect into the playoffs, what uh, what did you like about what you saw, and what what still continues to be a problem that that you think might hold the Redskins back? 
Well, they seem to have, uh, you know, kind of finally just just embraced and stopped apologizing for the fact that the offense has to run through the, the quarterback. And and so they, they, they've kind of like given up on this pretense of, of balance and, and, and trying to, to run and pass evenly. I mean, they just they just don't because they shouldn't. I mean, it, it was smart. They can't they're they the the running game blows and 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 should serve as no more than a supplement or a complement to um the, the the far stronger passing offense so they they've kind of acknowledged that they gave a few token carries to Alfred Morris who I'm I'm so sad to say just continues to not really be very effective yeah, he's done um, that's going to be a follow up what, what do you me. do there oh yeah i mean we got to come back to that cuz he he's literally my favorite player i mean i just i really really like him um, but he's not getting it done. I think, I mean, to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. You have to phase him out uh, stat. Like, he needs to, he should no longer be the starter. They should not be playing him. I mean, the, the offense just functions much better with these sort of third-down satellite-type, scat-back-type guys, uh, Chris Thomas and, and Pierre Thomas, or sorry, Chris Thompson and Pierre Thomas, who they just signed like three weeks ago, yeah, Pierre, look great. Yeah, he had seven catches. He was a key part. He had an unbelievable 15-yard reception on a, on a third and 14. I mean, he just stepped right in, and he's already the most productive. Or, I mean, I think he's the most effective back on the team right now, and that includes Matt Jones if he gets healthy. I mean, I don't know. Jones Jones has been a big play guy off and on through the year, but uh, Pierre Thomas is just, you know, it, what a great pickup. He's, he's, he's an experienced veteran, but he's got some legs left. I don't think he's ever had a serious injury. Um He's 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 fresh because he had, he didn't didn't do this he, he didn't do any off season preseason he played one game for the 49ers but he's you know he's fresh coming into the home stretch here he's got so much good experience won a Super Bowl played for Drew Brees I mean I, he's the type of guy that can just step in and play immediately and I, I think you just you go to him I mean if Matt Jones is healthy you use him situationally um, but I'm playing a lot of Chris Thompson and a lot of Pierre Thomas and basically just unleashing Kirk Cousins for 40 plus passes from here on out. Uh, all right, what do you do? How do you approach? This sounds even crazier than the fact that the Redskins are going to the playoffs. They quit, They clinched with a week to go. Oh, my gosh. Like, the, like, they didn't even need week 17. So how do you handle week 17? Is it is it trying out more running back combos, or, or is it totally resting, guys? What's the priority? First of all, I'm, I'm a rester. I'm, I'm resting everybody with really? the Really? You're not a keep man. them? I would, I no. would think that, it, especially in this situation, you'd be a keep the momentum going I'm not, guy. no. No, I don't really. I think that's overrated. I think that's overrated. I think that's... I, I, think that's I, mean, I mean, I get it. It's not... This isn't a slam dunk, but... To me, it's like you've got anybody who's the slightest bit banged up, which includes both tackles. You you got to sit them. You got to get them fully right for the game that really matters. And now, if you're sitting both tackles, how are you going to play your starting quarterback? You know, um, Greg Hardy comes in oh, there against you. against your third or fourth string tackle and just destroys Kirk Cousins. How's that going to look? I mean, it kills your season. It kills. It's just like that's a disaster. So, you know, you got to. It kind of trickles down from there. Um, I, I think. I absolutely think that. You tell your team, hey, go out there. It's the Cowboys. This game matters. You play hard. You you know, hopefully you put some good stuff on film. But yeah, let it let a couple of the young guys get some reps, um, and just kind of make sure they know that, like, hey, obviously, I don't I don't think your psyche that gets that damaged by a season-ending loss when you know you didn't put your best foot forward on purpose. Right. right? No, no, I don't think so either. Um, it just. Uh... I don't know. I'm 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 never sure how to approach that one. What well, would you uh, you know if it came down to that for the Panthers? How would you feel? Well, it, um, it it, it would have been interesting because you know with the undefeated thing, there was always that question right. of like, what exactly are you playing for? Right. Um, 
I'm a little more of the I, I I don't know I feel like when you if you totally rest your guys I don't know but it, it seems dumb that then if you play two weeks later or whatever it is that that it would have uh, any effect but right I mean I think I, about a bye week right do we talk about your first game after a, a normal bye week as like this you know this game where you got to shake the rust off because you had mm-hmm. such a huge layoff. No, but but I but I, you know, and this would be I, I couldn't tell you psychologically what it's like to go through a game day and not try your hardest yeah, on yeah. that day. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and just and just what what message do you send to everybody when you're resting? And do you tell you know? I, I don't know. It, mm-hmm. It's tough. I, I agree with you on the hey, anybody who looks banged up, and and I and I think that you know we were talking. I think you've seen teams who've clinched that if they're playing their guys, as soon as there's a a limp off the field, it's like, all right, well, you're done for the day as opposed to the, if you were good enough, we might put you back in. I, I think you do that, yeah. but I, I don't know about the, the full-on rest. I, I see what you're saying about if you're resting your tackles, why why put your quarterback out there? Yep. Um, the good thing is you're not going against a Dallas team that has anything to play for either, I think. So that, right. I, I feel the like only that interesting thing, though, and this was, a, I thought, a nice observation by one of my favorite Redskins beat guys, Rich Tandler, pointed out that you, you are, just as you said, going against a Dallas team with little to play for. However, you got one guy, Greg Hardy. Think about this. He's got major bonus money attached to his season t- sack total. Really? He is sitting on uh, six right now. He gets half a million for eight and a full million for ten. Well, then so that's, if, that's so if he's some... sitting there teeing off against your your third left tackle, that's a big problem. That's that's when we get some guys in the line to have some conversations with Greg and say, Greg, you're not getting ten. <laughs> We can we can help you we can help you get eight. Let's not hurt anybody and let's make this thing happen. That's pretty good. I think uh, I think that I mean that, that's, that's all not I, very unrealistic. No, not at all, man. Like like Greg, you ain't getting ten. Come don't come down here knocking off helmets and and swinging at legs. We'll find you, you your we'll find your eight. You know what, though? Even even if that would happen, even if that would and probably has happened in the NFL, I really doubt that's going to happen between anybody and Greg Hardy. Well, no, that, no, that's true. That's true. Although, you know what? Look, you and I hate Greg Hardy. I guarantee he's got you know friends around the league right. I mean, yeah. on every team. Yeah. But if it happens, I mean, need I remind you of the of the Brett Favre record-breaking right. set? Right, The hand. one that made yep. what's-his-name Gaptooth a freaking yep. star. Yeah. I mean, like, yep. if he didn't have that encounter with Brett Favre, America's right. favorite boy, yeah. he, he may not even be the superstar <laughs> he is. Good point. And it he, happens, yeah. And he gets the lay down, you know. And I, I don't know how you get Greg here. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you got to make a promise to Greg and the game's close to the end and you say, sorry, Greg, didn't happen. But <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think early in the game, you're screaming, Greg, buddy, buddy, we'll get you your eight. That's pretty or, good. Or we'll pass the hat around and we'll get you your half mil, something, whatever. Well, it is. at this point, I'd I'd rather both of those come on Colt McCoy. Well, uh, it'd be it'd be interesting. Man, poor Colt, you just gonna send him out there to just just take take the sacks? Sorry, Colt, know your role. Um, all right, I don't have a ton of time left, but I do quickly want to address the kneel down. <laughs> I'm so glad we can laugh about it. Yeah. Do we need to even set it up? Everybody knows what happens, right? The, I think everybody knows. It was, yeah, and they got, they got the ball, like, where? Their own 30 or something like that. There was 40-some seconds left, and Cousins threw two great passes that I've already mentioned, and then a, and another one to Jordan Reed to get down to the six. So the, it gets weird here, all right? It's first and, and goal from the six. The first thing that makes the whole situation a little strange is that the Philly guy interferes with the ball. Remember that? 
Um, like swipes at it, right? Yeah, he gets a he gets a delay of game penalty, which actually I guess is what moved it from like the eleven to the six, probably. Right. Um, so that whole thing I think is weird and probably set the stage for weirdness to happen. But then Philly calls timeout, which is also totally weird. It benefits, as far as I can tell, only the Redskins. Right. So they come in from a timeout, and um, after the fact, coach and and player have have basically said pretty clearly that the call was supposed to be a, a corner fade to Garcon. Cousins gets up to the line. I'm pretty sure what happens is he looks, and Garzon is uh, Garzon is basically doubled. So that 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 throw is just not going to be there. And I think Cousins thinks I have to kill it. And somehow between that thought and what his body does, instead of clocking it, which he would have gotten made fun for, fun of for a little bit too, since he was coming right. in off a timeout. Uh, but but, but at least that's yeah. yeah. But that's kind of harmless. I think he was telling himself to clock it, and then he just had a brain lock. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say. It was, it was unbelievable. You know, everybody, nobody understood what was going on. And then he kind of, like, has this little seizure and then tries to spike it right that's after that. One, that's the one that sort of put me in stitches where it was like, I, you know, it only takes a second to be wrong and the knee's right. on the ground. And in that second, it's like, oh, no, wait, that's not what I do to stop the clock without, you know, it's like, <laughs> because then he does. He sort of spikes the ball down as if that might count. Which is just and the ref's like, uh, sorry, bud, no. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, nobody touched me, so I'm not down, right? right my knee right. Like, can I still spike? I don't know. Yeah, it was well, cr- I, was, I mean, all-time all blunder if they end up losing the game. Yeah, and then they uh, they didn't. Um, there was no other offering of like a story of how it happened, right? They, they, they no. offered no. They, they didn't try and give any excuses, right? No, I mean, in fact, in fact they go obviously straight to like the pre-halftime quick coach interview as he's running in, and, and Gruden's basically like, "I don't know what the hell happened. It was supposed <laughs> to be a fade." You know, he literally said, "I have no idea why why Kirk took a knee." So afterwards, they both were just like, "Yeah, miscommunication." Stuff got weird, uh, you know. Kirk had a brain brain lock, and that was that was it. But there was somebody offered that one of the Philly guys like almost kind of jumped or even yeah. ran the penalty. It could have been perceived as such, and so and, and this could also have gone that. with your thought of like the Garcon play in there. A guy's jumping. Let me just snap the ball and get the the penalty or whatever. Right. In the, I don't know. And the one it thing was, I thought at the time. Um, was that maybe it was it, it was an early snap because the center the Luribius, who sucks right. has been has been <laughs> botching the snap count all season. Right. Um, I mean like, that, that's like a standard thing for him. And I thought maybe he maybe Cousins just wasn't expecting it, and then he you know he got thrown off. But I don't think I'm not I don't think it was that either. I love your analysis. Luribius, who sucks, <laughs> may have just snapped it early. I don't I don't know. It could happen. Um. All right. So we don't know who the uh, who the the playoff opponent will be at this point. Correct? No. We. Um. So I, I think it's basically this: if Minnesota beats Green Bay, then we get Green Bay. And and the Redskins get to host, right? Because they won the division. Redskins definitely host, regardless. That rule needs to be Green, changed. Yeah. If yeah, I agree. Yeah. A division I, winner should still go to the playoffs every time, but uh, but hosting a game is kind of ridiculous. It is. It's silly. Although you may end up nine and seven, that that man's more that's legit. Yeah, but it's I mean it, I don't I think it's still probably won't yeah. earn them fair home field, but I'll take it. Uh, but sorry, keep going with the scenarios. So if, then, if if, Min- if Green Bay uh, beats Minnesota, then our opponent comes down to uh, <clears throat> Arizona and Seattle. In that, uh, if Seattle wins, it would be them, and if Arizona wins, it would be Minnesota. 
and nobody wants to. Everybody wants to play Minnesota, basically. I nobody- think so. I don't think it's that crystal clear to me. I mean, I'm going to go with that because I think you want. I think you'd rather face the less experienced um, quarterback. Least experienced QB. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, you don't want the Cardinals right now. You no don't way. want the Seahawks. They've been in two straight Super Bowls. They've been there before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think you. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, every, and Green Bay. You know, they look terrible on Sunday night, but they look uh, terrible a lot of times. They're they're yeah. very beautiful too, but everybody just fears the Rodgers. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want yeah. any part of him. No. Give me Teddy. Yeah. Uh, but don't 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 get too worked up over Rodgers though. That that is that is not a great Green Bay team. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Anything else? I think we did a pretty good job. We didn't, you know, we didn't really come back to Alfred Morris, but um, uh, it's just it, weak. We get, we have Pierre Thomas heavy a lot. But we yeah. did, and it just it, it hurts, man. I mean, I, I, he's been he's meant so much to the team. He was his underdog, came in here three years ago, and just tore stuff up. He's such a great guy, such an awesome team player. You'd love to find a way to keep him around, but he's not even that old. Is I feel like he seems old because no. he was one of those like he he didn't know he was a rookie when he was doing stuff in his rookie year. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not old at all. He's got. He's, I think he's twenty five. I mean, yeah. he should have a long career ahead of him. Something just went awry for him this year. It's been multifactorial, but he's not hitting holes like he had. Um, the fits just not happening, but. I mean, I, I, I want this, this season so bad. I want to win a playoff game so bad, and it, it hurts me to say it, but they need to phase him out. He needs to be plan C right now. Are they going to continue to do the, like, well, he starts just because that's what we've done and it's worked, even though we know that, that like, right. he's going to start, meaning he gets the first down, and then Pierre Thomas comes in, and then and then um, right. everybody, you know, we, we just keep the rotation going? I guess they might, and, I mean, it's kind of been working on some level in that they're winning, but, I mean, they're sure not, sure not winning because of that running game. 